Welcome back to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm Jace. I've got Lindsay here. Hello. And Michael. Hello. <laughs> I just like throwing the Sunday name at you now. <laughs> Suits it. I like to mix up who I say first just to uh, keep you on your toes. All right. Please keep do. On your toes. How are we doing? Doing well today. Yeah. Feeling good? Yeah? Mm-hmm. What are you feeling good about? Life. Ooh. Let's dive into that. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike, a whole other podcast. That's the Lindsay Gold podcast. That's the late night radio jazz podcast. With Lindsay Gold. Anyway. Mike, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm good, Jace. Ready to get stuck into uh, today's content. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, on that, if you listen to episode one, you know we, we went through our approach to behavior change and then we spoke about protein and power down. Today, we're going to talk about eat colorful veg and renew and review. So, we are. Let's, uh, let's get stuck in. Why should we eat colourful veg? That's the, the question. Think, is, it, is it maybe in all the diet wars of different people over the years, veg might be the one thing that people agree on? Maybe? It's good for you. Potentially. <laughs> people know it's good for you, but is that enough to have them eat it? No. 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 Probably isn't. <laughs> But yeah, eat colourful, like everybody knows, eat your vegetables. Why? Because they have vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and things that support health. And different colours, you know, we get different things from different types of veg. So everybody eat your vegetables. <laughs> Good for gut health as well. Uncle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Has spoken. What, so we spoke about having levels in the protein, then we had some time stamps for the powering down. What can we do to get more veg in or eat more colourful Yeah, well, the, the, the levels. levels. So again, talking about our programme of skills practices at AKR, we have three levels for this particular practice. Level one is eat one to two servings of veg a day. Level two is three to four. And level three is five to six servings a day. And again, you know, step one, pick your level. Step two is figure out the details, like what are you going to eat? What are you going to eat with it? Do you require recipes? Do you require a shopping list and a trip to the shop? Yeah. Like, organise yourself a little bit to get them in. I think quite like the protein, um, when you're getting within your meals, breakfast always seems to be the most difficult one to fit in the veggies, especially on a time scale, I would say. Do, Do you guys manage? Okay. Ooh, for ve veggies first thing? Yeah. That's... I don't really eat first day. So. <laughs> well, no, well, your first breakfast, um, the first time you eat in the day. I don't really put veg, veg in it. That's, you, you've got me there. Yeah, so <laughs> not the difference, though, because with the protein one, we said oh, yeah, le well, level three, level three is, is eating a, a dense source of protein at each meal. Mm -hmm. But for the veg one, we're not saying at each meal. We're saying level three is five to six portions in a your day. day. So maybe you don't have veg at your breakfast. Mm -hmm. I do now, like I've I changed my breakfast recently to have a big breakfast and I have some cherry tomatoes in there mm -hmm. breakfast time. Is that a vegetable? Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 uh oh. Officially, officially I think tomatoes may be a fruit, but I think it's generally accepted okay. as a vegetable and I'm going with that. Okay. Yeah, you, can't, you can't put it in a fruit salad, can I, you? Actually, people have asked, uh, you know, when, when we do the skill practices, oh, like, does fruit count in this one? Can, can it be fruit and veg? Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes, you want to eat fruit and veg, yeah. I would say. Like vegetables in particular, because people maybe don't do such a great job with them, but we say fruit and veg as well. So fruit 
is sometimes a bit more palatable for people in the morning. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Here's something I hear all the time. I don't like any veg. Thoughts on that? My thought on that is I genuinely think it's too broad a category to dismiss as, as you don't like it. Because, you know, I'll sometimes say like raw vegetables taste different from cooked vegetables. And even within that, you know, like carrots taste different from broccolis, which taste different from... Peppers. Did I say broccolis? Broccolis. <laughs> Did I just say <laughs> broccoli? You know, there, there, there's so much in vegetables in, as a category. It, it's, there's so many different things, like just dismiss them all in a water. And usually yeah. when someone says that to me and you start going through things uh -huh. one by one, you can usually find two or three things that actually, oh, actually, I do like that. Yeah. You know, butternut squash tastes so different from celery, for yeah, instance. That's fair enough. <laughs> a lot of people enough. don't like celery. Yeah. Oh, and one. and then there are ways that you can you you sneak them in. You can mix a smoothie or a soup or you know salad frittata. I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. There's so yeah. many different ways to get vegetables in your diet. Yeah, you you manage all right getting vegetables in your diet. Your I think. Do you know what's one thing that can be trickier is that they're generally. I would eat them fresh. So if you're doing one food shop a week, mm -hmm. sometimes by the end of the week, you know, you don't you don't have as, as much. That's when it goes into a surprise left or something. <laughs> the dregs go into the surprise on a Sunday for the week. Back to Lindsay's cookbook. Well. I feel like what was that last the protein episode? Yeah, yeah. Lindsay will talk about her her cookbook <laughs> promoting. It's coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and that, the other thing I used to do back in the day was try and when I went to the supermarket buy different veg because it's easy just to get in, in the same habit of eating the you know cucumber tomato and lettuce or something like that i'm within that habit you yeah i, I don't venture far from like peppers onions cucumber tomato lettuce spinach broccolis Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> um i'll always just use the same stuff not that i don't like anything else but it's just it's habits just habitual, to eat it, yeah. and it and I know what I'm cooking with it and every week I know what I'm doing with it and I'm happy with that. So yeah. a challenge for you every now and then. Yeah. Go to the supermarket, try and buy one different thing. I don't even know where I would start. See, mo most of my veg is frozen. I just buy pre-cut, pre-ready, pre-packaged, frozen veg and heat it up when needed, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's, but actually now that you've said that, all the bags of frozen veg, veg, veg I buy tend to have the same veg in it. Yeah. It seems to be peas, carrots, sweet corn and broccoli. A little bit of cauliflower here and there. But it's, huh? I think that's really smart to have that because I think half the battle is actually cutting it up to put it into something. A lot of people find that annoying. They don't like that process. Yeah, it's being prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, listen, it's a bit of a dry topic, but there, there are lots of ways, lots of strategies and things that people can do to make vegetables a, a bigger part of their life. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you what, before we, like, we don't want to keep going on about veg at the risk of sounding like, eat your vegetables. Let's go one tip each and then we're going to get stuck into review and renew. So Mike, give us a tip for veg. How can we get more colorful veg in, in your day? And you just gave one to Lindsay, so it could be, you can use that again, repurpose. <laughs> use that same one, repurpose. Just buy a different veg, vegetable at the supermarket or find a recipe that has, again, the person who says they, they don't like veg, there, there's some, there's some veg, you know, 
they go to a barbecue and there's grilled peppers on a burger or something. I don't know. Lovely. I <laughs> just made that one up. I'd never had that before. Coming in for, <laughs> coming in for a barbecue. <laughs> but you know, like there's there is there's some type of veg that, that they like. And yeah. All right, Lindsay, what's your tip? Well, I've said one already. Have it pre-cut in the fridge and add it to soups or stir fries. Brilliant. Uh, frozen veg is my tip. Just buy a bunch of frozen veg. Keep it in the freezer. Well, obviously, keep it in the freezer. I wouldn't keep it anywhere else. <laughs> Don't put frozen veg in the cupboard. Disclaimer. And just use it as and when you feel you're lacking in veg. I've got a good question for it, though. Go on, then. Would you or do you keep your potatoes and onions in the fridge or the cupboard? If you don't frozen, if they're not frozen. I was half expecting, would you rather be a potato <laughs> or... Potato. <laughs> potato or a tomato. Come on. I, Where do I, they live? I'm a fridger. A fridger? Yeah, got the, that's what the fruit and veg drawers for. Mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> fruit and veg. Where do you get it from in the shop and set? Uh, in the freezer. Well, well, Mike, <laughs> come on. They don't stay in the fridge. They no. stay... We we don't actually buy potatoes that often actually, but they they stay near the fruit bowl. You have a potato bowl. <laughs> they, they they stay near the fruit bowl. We just want to. I just want to clarify like, we, that. We, we, we don't buy them often. Mm-hmm. Questions that you know tear people apart. Eh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on to renew and review. Um, my first question is, what is renew? What is renew? Well, yeah, so this one is renew and review. Yeah, and we'll break so it there's, down. there's two different parts there. Renewal, first of all, is is different is different from just rest and it's different from just relaxation. Yeah. Renewal is, you know, you feel a bit revived, a bit more energized, a bit more recovered. That could be physically, mentally, emotionally afterwards. And as we understand it, there are four different types of renewal activity, four different sort of broad headings. And, and these are mindfulness, compassion, hope, and play activities. Yeah, this sounds, sounds good. So we'll, we'll start at the top of that list and dig a little deeper, shall we? Yeah. yeah. So mindfulness, what is it? And well, what, is it, what is it? And then what does it mean to you? Mindfulness is, is like awareness or, or being present in the moment, I think. Yeah. Essentially, there's all... Fully engaged. Engaged, that's a great word, yeah. I think. And I think people, when they when they can take that moment, you know, switch the autopilot off for a moment, and, you know, one of our options that, that we give for people is just bring more awareness to things. So when you're... When you're going for a walk, you know, just be aware. Look at the look at the sky. Feel the wind on your face, <laughs> the breath in your lungs. You know, just take your earphones out. Yeah. Or, or here in Aberdeen, the rain on your face <laughs> and the seagulls. <laughs> and the seagulls. Uh, no, but that it's just you know it, it's being present, being engaged, things like that, and and it can you know be a restorative and renewal thing. You know, to do that. That people have it when they go on holiday. You know, because you're you're and it really is impactful oh, for you. Feel me. that sun on your, that heat on your face. It's, it's, it's not just that, but it's like you're, you're, you're taking a time out and I think people are more inclined to do it because the sights and the sounds and the things are new and novel and different. Well, you come off autopilot when you're on holiday. Yeah, and, and the time when you're there feels like it passes slower and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so many sights and things to take in. And I think if we can get a snapshot of that, that's one way to practice mindfulness. 
Lindsay, what's your experiences with mindfulness? I think just taking a, a step back and breathing. I remember my my mum used to take a step back and breathe for 10 seconds if I annoyed her at all. Um, so, like, <laughs> breathing is very important. I can just picture, no, honestly, picture your mum going, one, count to ten, Lindsay, two. count to ten. <laughs> but even that in itself, that's her bringing herself, her awareness back to her and not flipping the lid, shall we say, and breathing and controlling it and then, okay, then we shall go. But yeah, breathing's a big thing. Did you do That's anything it. else? I get, I've said it already, going for walks. Normally, maybe I'd have a podcast, um, listen to a book, but recently, since moving out of Aberdeen, I've got a lot of countryside around. So I'll have the earphones out and just be present in the walk and enjoy the sights, the smells, nice. the feels. I think that that's important. Be where you are. I remember, like, I'm not, I'm not great at this, to be honest. Like, I, I go through phases. Like, I'll get a reminder, or I'll be on holiday or something. And I'm like, okay, I could do better here. I remember this one time. It was before I opened the gym, when I was a freelance trainer, and I was doing my workout. You know, I trained a few people in the morning. I was doing my workout, and I remember doing my workout, and my head was already right. Okay. I'm going to go home, I'm going to get my shower, I'm going to do the, 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 and my, my head was running away with the rest of the day, and I thought, shut up a sec, just quiet yourself a moment, and just be in your body, and enjoy the moment, enjoy the session, you know, and get to that other stuff later, and mm. I think it is far more restorative to, you know, to do that, to just be present. Yeah. I'm, Difficult. I'm, I'm still quite bad for that, actually, during the session, I'll still be all right, now I need to do this and I need to do that. And before you know it, whoa, what rep am I on? Mm. <laughs> Where am I here? What am I doing? Where did this bar come from? I'd say exercise is the one thing for me that completely shuts me off. I, I don't think about anything else when I'm in training. Yeah. That's why I do it, really. But, yeah, I'm very present when training. Nice. It's a, a good one for me is, is journaling, I think. I, t- I try and get in the habit of that yeah, every, every yeah. morning, just writing, or most mornings, some mornings, writing writing something, it can just be a little check-in, self-check-in, how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, broadly in, in your life and things like that. And I think it can just help in that. I hope you call that Mike's Mindfulness Minute. Uh, or if you don't, I, you should. I, I can start. Did you, <laughs> do you want me to start? Put that in there. The, that, that, was, that was one of the ones that we had for people, though, was like, again, to, to start a practice, we want to have a very low barrier to entry because getting getting started is the difficult part. And so that was, I can't, can't remember if I read it in a book somewhere, but it was like, okay, let's, let's practice one mindful minute. So find a minute in your day. Again, we might need a cue, set an alarm or something. It's like, okay, for the next minute, I'm going to focus on my breathing or I'm going to go for a walk and focus on how my body feels, uh, how the world feels under my feet or how the sky looks or what the sounds are. It's funny you should mention that. I've actually been doing that Recently, I, I listened to a podcast. Uh, who's it? Oh, I think it was by Jason Ackerman, and he talks about uh, freeze minute. So he has an alarm set up. It'll go off at some point in the morning, some point in the afternoon, some point in the evening, and it's just what are you doing? How are you feeling about it? And what's happening next? A self checking. Self checking. Yeah. So I was like, I've been doing that, and every now and again, the alarm goes off. What is that for? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Do you find it easy just to stop in? No, I find it. I find it really, really challenging. The entire thing I find challenging because I look at. I obviously the questions that pop up on the alarm, and it's like, what, what are you doing? Well, I'm reading this. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you doing it? Because the alarm went off. 
So like I have you to can't be, see beyond that. Yeah, no, I have yeah. to. I have to. But at the same time, it's good because then I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. So no, because I'll do it and I'll be like, well, I'm standing here reading this, and then I think, no, I need let's let's get into it a little bit more, right? What am I actually doing? Well, this is what I was doing. How am I feeling about it? This is what I was feeling. You're taking small steps to practice the skill, Jake. Exactly. exactly. I think, do you know what? I think that's why people find this sort of thing difficult is because the value of doing it isn't apparent immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like, I've tried in the past to, you know, even do some meditation apps and things like that. And whether it's not for me or it's not the right time or just sometimes I feel like I'm not sure what the value is here. However, there are other things I do in my life that, I am mindful in and I'm getting something from. So going back to like my little stretch in my five minute flow in the morning is a moment of mindfulness where I'm like really paying attention to how my body feels and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think sometimes people can, can put themselves in a box of what it should be or what it should look like or what it should mean as well. Yeah. And if you can get over that and say like mindfulness can be anything, it's just being a, a little bit more present for a moment. Yeah. Same with, you get a lot of these journals that have preempted questions in it. I've got one called the six minute journal and first, apparently it's meant to be the first three minutes of your day. You sit down and you write three things you're, you're grateful for and what you're going to do today that would make your, you have a really good day. And every, every other week it, it gives you questions, different questions. So you have to make sure you actually read. Mm. You can't just go mm-hmm. on and be like, well, I'm grateful for the heating. I'm grateful for <laughs> coffee because that, that might not be the question that day. So it does make you fully engaged mm-hmm. in it. It's again, it's something that I don't, I, I don't want to offend anyone, so I'll disclaim it straight away. It was something I thought was really quite airy fairy to start with. I was like, why am I writing this down? But the more I do it, the more I get it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what it is, but I get it. I'm like, okay. And I, I think it, it sets me up in a better place in my mind where I'm a little bit more thankful for things. And, you know, just the world seems a little bit less downish. <laughs> I think there's more and more research to, sh- to say that I. A gratitude practice is one of the the most effective ways to cheer yourself up. Yeah, and improve your levels of <laughs> mm-hmm. general levels of happiness and well being and things like that. Nice. So what's we that's mindfulness. What was the next one, Mike? Compassion. Compassion. Tell us a little bit about compassion. So compassion can be for, for self and it can be for others. So f- first of all, like just touching on self compassion, I, I feel like in this doing this job that that we do like you meet so many people that are just beating themselves up yeah, constantly, constantly. Um, to the and, point where you almost feel like they hate themselves like they just hate where they're at yeah yeah so so as a, a general thing i think most of us you know i include myself as well like we're a bit hard on ourselves and, and we could do better with self-compassion mm-hmm. but in terms of like a, re- a renewal activity it's it's you know doing something nice, taking time out for yourself, like getting a massage. Get, you know maybe it's a walk, T- taking a bath, T- taking a bath. Yeah, like Mike. Mike loves a bath. If you didn't already know, <laughs> I'm gonna contest this. Baths are brilliant what, what for I'll, five minutes. What I'll say because on this topic, right? I don't love a bath, but I don't always feel that I have many things in my toolbox for a renewal activity. And a renewal activity can be going for a walk and things like that. But I'm already quite active, and when I'm feeling like burned out, it's like I need something that's not. You need something opposite. I need something that's not physical activity that feels like it's going to be renewing for me. And, and the bath's an easy one. It'll make you feel better, yeah. definitely. It's an easy but one. They're for few me. and far between, I think, mm. for, for people that, well, like us who are doing the training, like you said, are going for the walks, 
are doing the broader scope of things to make us feel good. So it's finding that balance, like we've touched on it already, with fake, fake relaxation. It's at this point, will taking a bath make me feel better than watching a Netflix series? Or, I love that fake relaxation. Like, that is it, that's brilliant. where it's at. That's yeah. where I struggle. Like, like I'm, am I going to feel better sitting on the sofa for an hour or am I going to feel better doing some like stretching or yoga or whatever like it's it's difficult to find that balance and what makes you feel better i'll I'll maybe jump in on that so that fake relaxation and hard but helps that that was the the two things that i I shared a few years back with some of our members and fake relaxation is that thing that it's appealing in the moment but you and and you're pulled to it when you're tired Mm -hmm. but it doesn't actually make you feel that much better so that's collapsing in front of the sofa and watching like rarely do you jump off the sofa and think ah geez don't i just feel great after watching four (laughs) episodes of of whatever yeah like you tend not to and don't get me wrong like i i sit down and and watch programs and sometimes you do just want to zone out Mm -hmm. but it's it's not that restorative i don't think um and there's loads like you know going like going through the food cupboard and eating all the sweets and chocolate you know like it's it's fake relaxation you feel better just for a second hard but helps they're the ones that take a little bit of effort in the moment but ultimately well they do help you feel a little bit better so that's maybe like doing some stretching at home you know you feel or even cleaning up the house or you know things like that reading or even reaching out to a friend yeah or picking up a, a chat you know just something yeah that, that's kind of moving into compassion for others as well mm-hmm. which is which you just mentioned that you, that's on the list so self-compassion and compassion for others right yeah, so one of the quickest, easiest ways to feel better about yourself is to help someone else or even, like, pick up the phone, chat with a friend, you know, just the interaction. But we, we've said before so many times as coaches, you know, you work in, like, long days and, and you get up in the morning or, or you just, you know, people have got stuff, coaches have things going on in their own lives and it's not easy, but you come in, you put on the you put on the smile. You bring the energy. You help someone else. And actually, it helps you. You feel like better. The Stay more you it. serve someone in that session, like the better you feel. And obviously, the listeners, most of them, I would expect, are not coaches or personal trainers. But it's a way to to restore your own energies. To even just pick someone you know, else you, you see a car coming out of a garage, if you like, and you can let them go. Let them go. Something as small as that makes you feel it's a good deed for the day yeah 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 feels good so so we've got mindfulness we've got compassion yeah and hope 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 is number three on the list you want me to jump in hope's a hope's a massive one for me i'm i'm a very future oriented person and again if i feel myself low or burned out one of the best things i can do is carve out some time at weekend to just like do some future planning you know, like, oh, you know, what's one year, five year, 10 years from now, you know, what, what are things going to look like? You know, it, it, it fires me up. It renews my energy like few other things do. I mean, difficulty with that as a thing is like, it's not something I could do every weekend. No. But periodically, it's, it's a good one. I think I'm the complete opposite from Mike for hope. I... I'm not really a forward thinker. I've got one eye on it and I know in a, maybe a year's tops where I want to be, what I want to be doing. And I don't know if it freaks me out thinking that far ahead, but I'm happy just sitting back a little bit, being a bit more present and getting excited for like 
my holiday or what's what's coming up in the year am I getting am I going to my sister's wedding is there a festival coming on yeah so the thing is though there's so it's the same thing it's just not so far in the, in the uh-huh. future and I, I remember like when I was a kid my, my mom always I don't know she always said this but she would say I always feel like you need something to look forward to mm-hmm. you know just everybody in life yeah. you know hope is powerful and you know do you have something be it next week next month or you know further in the future do you have something to look forward to and I think when people spend time you know focused on that as an activity it, it's one of those renewal, renewal things yeah. Yeah. yeah and then we're moving on to my favourite which is play <laughs> play play for me is massive like I love trying new things and that really energises me especially if I'm not good at it which sounds bizarre because then I now have something to work on I have something to progress in I have something that'll make me I can I can chip away at and feel better at mm-hmm. doing. Be fully engaged in. Fully engaged in. Like try try think about anything else when you're trying to balance on a paddleboard. <laughs> like, <laughs> one, did I did I do that, Bill? Did I? Did, no oh, way. No way. <laughs> the funny thing is, what you're describing there actually combines everything we've spoken about because you have to be mindful and engaged when you're when you're exploring something new. Mm-hmm. The compassion part is actually giving yourself the time because how many people in their lives would feel guilty about giving themselves time, time to do something like that or they not even guilty it might feel impossible yeah and then the hope you've talked about like now I've got something I can improve at yeah you know so it, it, everything comes together in that in that one example do you, do you have any any play that you like that sounded very ominous <laughs> <laughs> do you like to play Should I think I, I mentioned it play a game I mentioned it in a previous one but for me, and again, I would like to do it more, and I'm probably in that camp of not carving out the time for myself. There's always something that feels more important, but going up to the local park with my football and my boots and just mucking around. I love just doing keepy-ups, and, you know, I, I could literally... we got a few episodes a in before you mentioned football. I know. Yeah. I'm well. Impressed. And it's like I would say, like, I could go back to last year. There was a, there was a part of the year where I was, like, completely and utterly burned out yeah and I ended up taking a couple of weeks like once the gym was back up and running again and I tried to schedule things and I you know I went to the beach a secluded beach I went I went for some hill walks and just tried to get present and in the moment I did my journaling and I planned out okay where am I going from here now that you know the business is open again I put my boots on I think in the in the fortnight like four or five times I went up and just mucked around with the football and just played and when I came back, it's, it's funny because, you know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say, but when I was really struggling last year, like I, I ended up going to see the doctor and getting various medical tests and whatever to find out like what was going on. And all I needed was some restorative and renewal activities. So I, I took two weeks off work and I, and I did these things and there was nothing, nothing wrong with me. I just needed a break and I needed mm-hmm. to, again, some, some renewal activities. Yeah. And I think the, the part of this skill practice so we're not saying that everybody has to do all of these all the time, but what we say to our members is like maybe pick one, mm-hmm. two, three of them and schedule them in because you're better not doing what I did was like run into a brick wall, burn out and have to take two weeks, but you're better to try and thread them through your life so that so you can... It doesn't make you yeah, go into the burnout. Yeah, a rested you is a better you. Planning in that rest within the year, it's something that you do now, is it? Yeah, well, I think that was typically in a year... 
I have a I have a calendar where there's like when we spoke in the last episode, maybe like a work trip away mm-hmm. or a holiday away or things like that. And when the calendar went away during the pandemic, left to my own devices, I just worked myself yeah. into a rut. There yeah. was no stop. Yeah, I didn't have those those natural things. And I think the scheduling part on all of these skill practices we're talking about is such a key thing because if you don't if you don't put it in the calendar, it's not going to get done. Lindsay, you mentioned festivals. Yeah, I take it music's a big, big key for mindfulness and compassion yeah, just, and place where you. I think just going to music festivals for three, four days and completely switching off and being present with the people around you. Everybody's in the same, almost in the same bubble. There, they're all experiencing the same thing at the same time, and nobody's really thinking about anything else listening to the music, enjoying the vibe, and yeah, they're my, my switch off. You sound quite passionate yeah, about Yeah, I am, and I'm missing them, so yeah. bring them back. It's, it's, that, it's like that flow state, you know? Yeah. In the zone, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I think that's... That's the, re- review. Re- re- uh, that was Renew. Renew. <laughs> yeah, renew. So the other part of re- Renew was Review, which I know you're quite a big fan of, Mike. you want to talk to us a little bit about it? Yeah, so again, we've got renew and review. So the the review part is, I guess, kind of like a little bit of a self checking. You know, self audit. Yeah, well, audit sounds a bit more scary or, or daunting or something. So it's weird. Like it's, a, it's literally an audit for me because I, I try and formalize it a little bit with spreadsheets and numbers and feelings and mm-hmm. happy faces. And I'm also a spreadsheet person for yes. for this sort of thing. But <laughs> team spreadsheet. <laughs> For people, if they, if, they, if they check in and say, okay, again, even you could take these seven skills and say, okay, where am I at with this one? How am I doing with power down? Am I getting my veggies? You know, am, I, am I burned out? Okay, am I doing renewal activities? It's yeah. just checking in. It's like, okay, what about workouts? Or what about social relationships? Or what about finances? Or, you know, have a little review. And if people can do that every month or every quarter, they're far more likely to stay on track. It just sounds like getting, we've said it so many times, getting the basics right. And if they're not working for you, why? And going back to your when life works list, just seems like it all comes together with that. And that's what's so good about reviewing it. Yeah, like I I said, one of our members mentioned to me just last week that something I'd shared, you know, the month before hit home with her. Because I'd said that, like, I think I find it extremely doubtful that I'm going to, suddenly find myself five or 10 kilos overweight because I step on the scales frequently. So I would, I would catch it before. And I think if, if people have a regular review every month, yeah. there's only so far you can go off track before you catch yourself. And it's the same with like personal finance or in business. Like there's certain performance indicators that we have to check on a monthly basis. And if we're not like, I don't want to open up the, the bank account one day and say, oh, oh it's finished. <laughs> it's finished. Yeah. You know, you have to check, okay, well, we need to, we've got this new members coming in or, you know, a few members have left or, you know, mm-hmm. you need a, I like the idea of a dashboard. That's what my spreadsheet is to me. It's a little dashboard where each week I put in how many steps I've done, how many workouts I've done using our, our my zone device, how many my zone effort points I've got that month. What, uh, sorry, that week. What was my average weight for the week? I was t- step on the scales each day. And again, I don't step on the scales of, for obsessing. I don't even care that much about my weight. Yeah. But I step on every day. It sinks to my Fitbit. And at the end of the week, I put in the spreadsheet. And then I can also put my average sleep for the week. 
and I think my resting heart rate. And and there there I've got my, my dashboard. And, and then will you look at that at the end of each quarter and see if there's any similarities or changes you need to make? Yeah, and the funny thing is generally because most of it's routine, I'm in I'm in phase mm-hmm. in in you know, it doesn't change that much. And the the longer so this is the issue if people get hung up on their weight. If you weigh yourself and you scrutinise that number on a day-to-day basis, like, oh, it's up two kilos or it's down two kilos. But if you zoom out to a week, there's less changes. But if you zoom out to a month or a year, and now I've got, yeah, yeah. I've got more, I've got a couple of years of this data now, and I can put graphs and I can see, <laughs> I can see the changes. Mm-hmm. But the, the point in the review is, I check in, I know where I'm at, and if I'm going way off track or if I don't like the numbers, I can, You've I, it. I can address it. Yeah. yeah. It's just the, the KPIs to life. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a little dashboard. So, yeah, renew and review. You were saying you, you're not a spreadsheet fan. <laughs> not that I'm not a fan. I've just never used it. No? No, I, I, I'll check in on myself maybe the end of each week. On a Sunday, I'll sit and write my calendar for the week and I'll reflect on what the week past was like, but that's probably how far I'll go. So I have an eye on what's coming next and reflect a little bit on what I've done well and what I haven't and then see if we can make changes week to week. Nice. I think this is great, though, because there's so obviously, many. Obviously, <laughs> especially if people know us, Lindsay and I are completely different personalities. And what we're not saying is that everybody must keep a spreadsheet and no. weigh themselves every day. No. <laughs> no. We're not, you know, like... There's, there's... Even you and I, like, your spreadsheet sounds way more complex than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the thing is, it's, it's, all I do is open up the Fitbit app yeah. and open up the MyZone app and, and type the numbers in yeah. once a week. But the the the, the point is that there's so many different ways. There's there's general principles. So the principle is renewal and some sort of periodic review yeah. more than just the 1st of January is, is a helpful activity for mm-hmm. most people. What that looks like for you could be different. You could focus more on the play or more on the mindfulness or more on the compassion or you could have a spreadsheet or not. Maybe it's just a little self-checking. Yeah. So just on that, we you know talking about like the levels to help people out. Do you have any levels that we can use for renew and review for for these ones i think all, all we've got is here's a list of different activities in the four categories that we've spoken about yeah pick one to three of them and schedule them in and do them anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah plan it in do it. <laughs> all right Lindsay, you got anything you want to add no i think we've said everything we need to on those mike no nope. wrap this up <laughs> yeah We're good yeah, yeah all perfect. right that's it, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, we appreciate uh, a rating, a review, a five-star review only, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do none of those fours. Uh, we're on YouTube, Spotify. I said Apple already, didn't I? I can say it again. And Apple. There you go. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. <laughs>